Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Yes. May we become more aware of your presence, your holy presence, Father. Father, we thank you, dear God. Thank you, God. And I want to thank each one of you for joining in on the prayer call this morning. We welcome you. We welcome you, new Destiny family. We welcome you, friends. We welcome you, visitors. We welcome clergy. We welcome all of you to the prayer call this morning. Thank you for joining us today on this terrific Tuesday morning. Let me introduce you to our team that's assigned. My name is Charlene Tuckerson. I'm your facilitator today. We'd like to say good morning to our leaders here at New Destiny Church, Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. We bless them in the name of the Lord. Sister Tracy George will lead us in offering up our prayer requests and giving any praise reports that we've received. Good morning, Sister Tracy. How are you doing today? Good morning, Sister Charlene. I am well. Thank you for asking. How are you today? I am well, thank you. <laughs> and Minister John Smalls will render our devotion this morning. Good morning, Minister John. How are you today? Yeah, I'm so very well in myself. I'm well, thank you. Now let's go together before the throne of God in unity. God commands the blessing. So let's stay right there. Amen. In the spirit of unity, let's go before God. Father, in the matchless and powerful name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, we come, dear God. We stand together, Father. We consciously clear our mind that we may receive from you and that we may give to you, Father. Father, we give you thanks. We come this morning, Father, in the spirit of humility. Father, we rend our hearts before you, God. We ask for forgiveness for everything that we've done. For we know, Father, that you dwell with us. Those, Father, who have a contrite, in a humble spirit. Father, we ask that you revive the spirit of every one, dear God, that comes to you in humility this morning. Set their hearts ablaze, Father, as they lay themselves on the altar as a living sacrifice. Father, may everything, dear God, that is offered to you this morning be purified by Holy Spirit by your fire, God, by the washing of your word. Father, burn up everything else. May only that which is pure, that which is holy, that which is sanctified be offered up to you. Father, pour back into us. May everything that we do, everything that we utter, everything that we speak, be encapsulated by your spirit 
so that it's totally wrapped up in the blood of Jesus to be offered unto you. We yield to you, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Your will be done through Minister John. Your will be done through Sister Tracy. Your will be done, Father, through everyone on this call. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Minister John, we're ready for you. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, Once again, it's a pleasure and definitely an honor to be here. And uh, I say to God, you do your work. Use me as you see fit. I am ready. Well, once again, good morning, everyone. Today's lesson I've entitled, Give God What You Have. So once again, today's lesson is called, Give God What You Have. Give God What You Have. So we're going to start up with the opening scripture, and then there are three points that we're going to cover. The first point is going to be three examples, three of, of examples of people giving God what they had. Next would be pay attention. I want each of us to pay attention to what people say versus what God says. And then finally, we're going to, we're going to talk about questions questions at the end that will make us think, make us ponder. Okay, let's get started. So I'm sure you've got your Bibles, and if you will, turn with me to Psalms 51, Psalms 51 and 17. And I'm going to start off reading in the TPT. And it goes like this. Your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. Your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. But I I really like that in the message translation, and it goes like this. Going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. I learned God worship when my pride was shattered. Heart shattered lives ready for love. Don't for a moment escape God's notice. Once again, God is looking at the heart. As it says in Samuel, 1 Samuel 16, it says, People judge other people by the way they look. But what does God do? He looks at the heart. And that's something that he continually do. So, let's go with the first person that we're going to use as an example who gave God what they had, who gave God what they had. So in First Kings 17, we are looking at the widow woman. 
And here it is a situation where there's a there's a drought in the land, no vegetation, and here is Elijah approaching this widow woman, and here's the conversation that happens between the two of them. That's first Kings seventeen. And here's what she said. Here's what she says. I swear, as surely as your God lives, I don't have so much as a biscuit, a handful of flour in a jar, and a little oil in a bottle. You shall be scratching together just enough firewood to make a last meal for my son and me. And after we eat it, here's what she said, we'll die. But here's what the man of God said. Elijah said to her, don't worry about a thing. Go ahead and do what you have said. But first, make a small biscuit for me and bring it back here. Then go ahead and make a meal from what's left for you and your son. This is the word of the God of Israel. Here's God speaking. Through Elijah, the jar of flour will not run out, and the bottle of oil will be not empty before God sends rain on the land and ends this drought. And she went right off and did it, just as Elijah asked. And it turned out, as he said, daily food for her and her family. The jar of meal didn't run out, and a bottle of oil didn't become empty. God's promise fulfilled to the letter exactly as Elijah had delivered it. The widow was looking at what she had in the natural, which caused her to speak the words she spoke. She saw what she had in her hands, but she did not realize what God had for her. Another example would be, look at um, uh, David when he went against Goliath in 1 Samuel 17. Listen once again to what man says versus what God says. So when David came to bring food for his brothers and he heard the commotion that was going on, and finally when he stood before Saul, here's what Saul said to David. Saul replied, you are not a, nothing but a, a youth against this Philistine to fight up against him. You are only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. And here's how David replied to Saul. The Lord has rescued me from the claws of the lions and the bears. And he will make me safe from the hands of this Philistine. And here's what David offered up. Then he took the staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the, from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd bag, 
and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. As the Philistine moved closer to him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. David wasn't afraid. David ran to meet him. Reaching in his bag and taking out a stone, he flung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face first on the ground. Here's the capture. David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword in his hand. He struck down the Philistine and killed him. Saul was looking at David and Goliath in the natural. Here's big Goliath and little David, which caused Saul to speak those words that he spoke. But David was looking and speaking from a God's place because he knew what God had already done. He didn't say God brought him from a lion and a bear. He said lions and bears. And he knew that if God did it then, he would do it now. And, and the last one, if you look at Matthew 14, when Jesus was out in the, in the desert with with his disciples and the the 5,000 people who were listening to him, they were hungry. And here's what transpired. That evening, the disciples came to Jesus and said, this place is like a desert and it is already late. Let the crowd leave so they can go to the village and buy some food. Here's what the disciples were saying. Jesus replied, they don't have to leave. Why don't you give them something to eat? But they said, the disciples, we have only five small loaves of bread and two fishes. Jesus asked the disciples to bring the food to him. And he took it he took it and told the crowd to sit down in the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fishes, and he looked up towards heaven and blessed the food. Then he broke the bread and handed it to the disciples, and they gave it to the people. And afterwards, everyone had eaten all they wanted that means they had seconds, perhaps third, perhaps fourth. Jesus replied, and all his disciples said, they picked up 12 large baskets of leftovers. There were about 5,000 men who ate, not counting the women and children. 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. The disciples, once again, were looking at what they had in the natural, the loaves and the fishes, which caused them to speak the words that they did. But Jesus was looking at things totally different. Because in John 5.19 in the CEV, here's what Jesus said at one time. I tell you for certain, 
that the son cannot do anything on his own. He can only do what he sees the father doing. And he does exactly, exactly, exactly what he sees the father do. The father do. And the message is says, if I'm telling you, this is great. The son can't independently do a thing, only what he sees the father doing. What the father does, the, the son does. So when I read that, and I was telling my wife yesterday, when I read that, I was thinking, when did Jesus see God feeding people? And as immediately as I asked the question of him, he brought it to my remembrance when he said, the children of Israel in the desert for 40 years, I fed them. They did not miss a meal. Jesus fed 5,000. He said, I fed millions for 40 years. So when Jesus said, I only do what my father does, he saw that and he was replicating exactly, exactly what his father did. Exactly what his father did. So, what are you saying? Give God what you have. Each one of you. You've got something. Give God what you have. And see what he will do with it. Amen. Thank you, Minister John. Amen. Thank you. That was a good word. Hallelujah. Your pleasure, God, is found in the sacrifice of our shattered hearts. Amen. Sister Tracy, we're ready for you to pray the prayer requests that have been sent in. Thank you. Good morning, saints. We have four prayer requests. The first prayer request is from Arlene Harding. Um, is just requesting prayer for a smooth transition to move from one city to the next. Um, she's asking for prayers to heal broken uh, relationship with her son and his father. The relationship is so severe and dysfunctional that the dad is jealous of the son and has already tried to kill the son. The bullet gazed him and his dad is currently in jail. Um, the mother is just asking for prayer for her and staying uh, in the word and just need the people of God, the kingdom, to pray for her. Father God, we bring Earlene Harding and her son and her son's father before you. Lord Jesus, help them. Make divine connections to move smoothly and to help them to move smoothly in a safe and healthy environment. We pray Psalms 91 over this family and ask that you keep them in your loving arms. Surround this family with favor like a shield. We pray for the Father's salvation. We pray that he will come to know you as his Lord and Savior. Send laborers uh, in in his path to minister to him in love. Show him, Father, your Holy Spirit, O God. Show him your love in the mighty name of Jesus. 
We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that if you did it before, you can do it again, Father. We trust that. You showed us Paul, the example of Paul, who would kill Christians, and he became transformed. And surely, if you did it for him, we believe you can do it for um, Erlene's uh, son's um, father. We trust you, Father, that he will have a Damascus Road experience and that the Holy Spirit will go into the jail cells and deliver this man in Jesus' name. Give him an understanding of his calling and the responsibility as a dad. We pray healing and restoration over this dad in the name of Jesus. We pray that you will heal both the hearts and minds of Erlene, her son, and the dad in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, move in this family. Save and deliver in the mighty name of Jesus. The next prayer request is from Mara, doctor, who is requesting healing and deliverance in the family against drugs and violence. We pray, Father, right now in the name of Jesus for restoration and deliver and deliverance for Mara, doctor's family. God, we pray that you will give Mara wisdom to conduct family business decisions. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you will heal hearts. In, the name, in this family, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, move, deliver, and set them free in the mighty name of Jesus. Enlighten them and provide this family with wisdom to see when things are not right with the relationship, where frustration and confusion may exist, to go in the name of Jesus. And even when they feel powerless or fearless, Lord, we pray, Lord God, that the fear of the Lord will overcome this family in the name of Jesus. Lord, grant them your peace. Uphold them with your mighty and victorious right hand. Holy Spirit, move in this family and take over and deliver them from any addictions and ungodly behaviors. In the name of Jesus, go, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Move, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. We pray against any the evil evilness uh, and that destroying spirit of violence and addiction. We command you to go and to leave both Earlene Harding and Meridoctor's family in the name of Jesus. Surround these families with love and favor, God. Send laborers across their path, oh God. Save each and every family member. Holy Spirit, remove, move within these families. Mend hearts, bind them to love. Father, help these families. Send them to a, a word-centered, loving church where the power of the Holy Spirit moves. Keep them. Give them understanding of your word to live the life that you have ordained for them. In Jesus' name, where there is violence or abuse, we pray that, Father God, that you allow them to heal and forgive them, Father. Show them that as a person they deserve to be respected, to feel safe and value. We pray against the spirit of rejection and domination and disgrace. Show them your love. Holy Spirit, let them feel your love, the love of the Father. We pray that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. We plead the blood of Jesus, deliver, set them free, restore them to your love, God. Bind your love to these families in Jesus' mighty name, in the name of Jesus. The next prayer request is by Dr. Karen Coleman, uh, is requesting prayer for her family members, Rose Cunnings, Tina Cunnings, Alwyn Cunnings, Alwyn Cunnings Jr., Siobhan Cunnings, and Kavani Cullens, all six family members have con contacted COVID-19. Father God, we call Jehovah Rapha. You are the healer. We send Psalms 107 and 20 to this family to heal and restore this family. God, we know that you are the healer. Holy Spirit, move and heal this family from 
COVID-19, the coronavirus. Nothing is too difficult for you, God. Strengthen this family. Strengthen and encourage Dr. Coleman to stand and trust and know that God, the Holy Spirit, will heal and intervene. Holy Spirit, move through each family member, their entire body. Let the blood of Jesus flow like a river to heal this family from coronavirus. Heal them total and complete restoration. Holy Spirit, move through through their bodies, through Tina, Alwyn, Alwyn Jr., Siobhan, Carvon body, through every family member. We pray that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Help Jesus heal this family. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we praise you, Father. Lord, by the stripes of Jesus, this family is healed in Jesus' name. I speak healing and strength, healing, strength to Tina, Alwyn, Alwyn Jr., uh, Siobhan, Carvani, all six family members, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. The next prayer request is from Paul Walker. He's requesting prayer for his aunt, Tina, Maria, Marie Scott. She's been diagnosed with both brain and lung cancer, and the chemotherapy has been overwhelming her. And he's asking for prayer and that this cancer will stop and leave her body in the name of Jesus. He's asking for us to agree in prayer with him on this. Father, we pray that thou will be done, thy kingdom come in Auntie Tina's life. Holy Spirit, give Auntie Tina strength and encouragement. Holy Spirit, take away the cancer and fear and give her a spirit of love and of a sound mind. We pray, Holy Spirit, to move in Auntie Tina's body. We plead the blood of Jesus over over Auntie Tina to flow through Auntie Tina's body. We speak the word of God to Auntie Tina, Psalms 107 and 20. We pray healing and restoration to Auntie Tina. No weapon formed against Auntie Tina shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. According to Isaiah 53 and 5, by Jesus' stripes, Auntie Tina is healed in Jesus' name. Matthew 8 and 17 says Jesus carried uh, her sicknesses and infirmities. We pray against and cast out all spirits of infirmities that would attack Auntie Tina's body. In Jesus' name, we break any the cancerous spirit that would attack her brain and lungs. In the mighty name of Jesus, we speak healing and strength to Auntie Tina's brain and lungs to function the way God created it to function. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, move. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Sister Tracy. Amen. We agree in the name of Jesus. We want to quickly swing back to you, Minister John. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us this morning? Yes, ma'am. In closing, as I said before, there are three questions that I have for everyone. Three questions. And the first question would be this. What are you speaking in your difficult times? What are the words that you're speaking in your difficult times? Number two, are you speaking what you see? Are the things around you so difficult you're speaking the things that you see? Or are you speaking God's word? Just remember this. In Proverbs 18, 21, it says in the message, Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. 
Now you think about it. Amen. 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 We want to remember to send in prayer requests. Um, send them in to www.newdestiny.online. Please remember to send in your prayer requests. From the home page, just click connect, scroll down to prayer, and enter your prayer request. On behalf of Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, Minister John, and Sister Tracy, and our entire New Destiny family, we thank you for joining the prayer call this morning. And we invite you to invite others to join us Monday through Thursday, 5 a.m., and on Saturday mornings at 7 a.m., we stream live. Amen. Let's, be go, let's go before Father God once again before we open the line. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Father, I pray, dear God, that you bless Minister John and Sister Tracy for yielding of themselves this morning to your Holy Spirit. And, Father, I thank you that you bless every caller, dear God, that also yielded to your Holy Spirit to stand in the gap, to receive from you. Thank you, Father, that you've heard us this morning. Thank you that it is by your mercies, Father, that we are not consumed. Your compassions, they don't fail us. They are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. Therefore, Father, we call on your mercy this morning. We call on your compassion this morning. Thank you for granting us mercy when we didn't act in humility. Father, we declare your word in Matthew 18 that whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatsoever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So the, by the power of your word, we take authority over and we break the spirit of pride in the name of Jesus. Yes, we bind you up, spirit of pride, and we send you back to the dry places where you shall find no rest. We loose the spirit of humility over every caller, over ourselves. We loose the spirit of submission to the Holy Spirit and obedience to you, Father God. Not our will, God, but yours be done. Thank you for your word today, God. Father, I ask that you bless everyone under the sound of my voice as we yield to you. I decree and declare your word, God, that you give grace to the humble. Father, I decree your word that you, share, you show favor to your people. I pray that every caller wears the apron of humility, and that we don't take it off in Jesus' name. Father, bless as only you can do. As your people, God, offer up themselves as living sacrifices. Father, I pray, dear God, that you give life, life more abundantly in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, that you teach us 
daily how to live and breathe in our new life in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now, Father, I pray that every word spoken by your Holy Spirit this morning is sealed. Every prayer prayed by Holy Spirit this morning is sealed with the precious blood of Jesus and with the power of your Holy Spirit. I declare no backlash and no retaliation to anyone on this call. I declare no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment is condemned. This is our inherited right. As children of the Most High God, you are our Lord. Hallelujah. And we declare it is so. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Sister Kathy, please open the lines for the saints to worship together. Amen. 